Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! My 
IGN's offices in San Francisco. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of December 12, 2014. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's all-Nintendo podcast. Joining me once again, the regular cast, Per Schneider is with us once again. I'm back. Back from, uh, where were you last week? New York? Uh, Florida and then New York, yeah. Or was it? Oh, yeah, it was Florida. Business trips, okay. yeah. Back to back. And joining us also once again, Brian Altano. Brap, brap. Hi. Thanks that's for having you, me. That's all you got, brap, brap. That's Do you want a loud one? Yeah. Brap, brap. There you go. Good you job. Go. Test out those High mics. energy. High energy on this podcast. And the first thing to talk about is so, it's going to get us going. It's the Zelda Wii U footage they showed during the Game Awards last Friday. Oh, yeah, that thing. A lot of people want to know what we think about this. And it is time to discuss it. So, <laughs> oh, where to start? Where to start? So they showed some footage off uh-huh. screen. That was disappointing. It was uh, filmed off screen in an yes, office. Yes, let's let's start right there. So I feel like in this day and age, especially during the Game Awards, where you it's just packed with trailers. There's personalities. There's energy. There's excitement. You have all these games. You get to see them full screen, and then it, it's it, they do this very. It was it was it felt like during the the Wii era where you always had to see someone playing the game. The uh, angle of the screen was at a three fourths degree. That was in Nintendo Nintendo yes uh, reps. Whenever you were demoing a game and you you brought a camera crew, you had to. You had to show the people. You could yeah. not do and a full picture screen. And picture yeah. in picture was picture not picture allowed, was which not. was ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Continue. So let me say that I have been playing video games long enough that I know what it looks like when someone plays a video game. So when you show me a video of someone playing a video game, I can picture in my head what that looks like. Yeah. I don't need to actually see it. Yeah. I do understand and appreciate the commentary that that, that, that that was put in place, but I feel like there's a way to cut back and forth to that and just give us the, the full screen beauty of what was, this game is. It was is. interesting because I think they just bet on, hey, it's an update on Zelda, so no matter how we show it, people are going to be excited. Sure. But I don't think they factored in not showing it sort of direct stream, like w- what that says about the product. And, and my, my initial reaction was they're not confident enough to show it full screen because it's early. That was my right. initial reaction. Mm-hmm. Then I thought about it. Okay, you've got the two most prominent developers, you know, in Japan probably at this point, and so they want to show them. But then I was confounded that they never went full screen. And, like, it's not like the game looks ugly or no. they, they have tremendous issues with it. I'll talk a little bit about my issues with the with the demo, but... That, that was confounding. I mean, you look at the E3 debut of The Legend of Zelda for Wii U, yep. right? And it started off with, what was it, Aonuma talking about uh, what looked like just a like a, a Windows 95 wallpaper behind him. It was just like, here's Hyrule Field. And he's talking about how, how, how what they can do with the new hardware and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, the you start noticing that the grass is moving on the field. And you go, oh, that's gameplay. And all of a sudden, Link mm-hmm. appears. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, and it's... That, that snapping his finger right. like, to set it off. That was cool. And like, it's beautiful. It was such it. a great yeah, setup. And I good. feel like this time around, uh, and we'll get into why we do love this, but obviously I want to get some grievances out of the way. This time around, I think it's 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 like, it's sort of burying the story here and that this game probably is beautiful. From what we've seen already, it is beautiful. From what we can gather, it's still beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just give it to us. Show it to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that said, though, it was still probably the most exciting thing to come. One of the most exciting <clears throat> things to come out of the Game Awards. Sure. Right? Just, just in terms of hey, an update on Zelda, which they're standing by, is coming out in 2014. I mean, excuse me, 2015 pair. 2015, maybe. Mm-hmm. Believe. We'll see. It's happening in we'll 2015. Pair. I hear. I hear yeah, the stakes. We'll the stakes are coming I, down they're again. They're sizzling. You hear them? <laughs> I don't know, man. Perhaps. I, I think I they know. have to. I don't know. I can't see another game to replace it. But okay. So let's get into the nitty gritty then. 
it sounds like we're complaining about this. We're actually we are happy with certain things about getting an update on Zelda and certain things that they talked about. I, I hate but everything. Let's let's be critical about it. You, <laughs> I, so I was very surprised. Per Schneider, the really? guy who last year on this podcast around this time was like, "Hey guys, Hyrule Warriors is not going to be that bad. We shouldn't be so judgmental." It's about not, it. and it wasn't that bad. No, it's not. But so you stood up and you defended that. Yeah. But I talked to you on the phone on Monday, and you gave me the big fat meh. Yeah, I was well, we messing with you a little it. bit too. No, I love it. I love lie. it when 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 I say something that gets a rise out of Jose. So I was playing that up a little bit. But I gotta I gotta be honest. I mean, when I watched the demo, um, I walked away confident that this game was gonna be good, right? Like I I know the Zelda franchise. I know it's gonna be good. I can tell. Um, I could also tell that the world was very large. What I couldn't tell was whether the world was alive. And that was my mm. big issue. I really, I, I was hoping for a little bit, in this case, less is more factor, right? Like showing me something that was unique about this game beyond putting your horse on autopilot, right? Like th- this goes back to, remember when Nintendo said, like, we make a game that will literally put you to sleep, right? Like it's yeah. like, that's not the right messaging. Neither <laughs> is you can ride around this world and because it's so big, you don't even have to touch anything. You know, like that doesn't sound exciting to me. It's like, it's cool that the horse doesn't run into trees. By the way, horses do run to, into trees. Just Google horses in trees. There are lots of <laughs> horses like stuck in trees. Thing, or is this like literally? No, no, they, they, like, like, like horses make them. mistakes just like you and me, man. I've run into trees too. But, um, I, I was, you know, I wanted to see something that was not just this world is so huge. I wanted to see this world is so huge and here's why and, and you know, just get a sense but of what I, you could do. Okay, in but it. looking at that map, did you expect it to be that big? To keep zooming out to the point no. where like, whoa, we are like, there's a lot of real estate. God knows how, oh, God doesn't know. But I yeah. mean, how far is, how long is it going to take to get from one side to the other? People have been jumping up and down over theories about what the world design is like. Yeah. Are they modeling? after prior Zeldas or is this just a brand new thing on its own um, well, I, I you was, know what? I, I was surprised at the size of the map. It's I, like I mean, we're, we're approaching Skyrim propo- proportions here, right? I, I yeah, think I think you I think you totally nailed it, Pear. It's 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 not enough to just be a big world anymore. That's a given for modern video games. Modern video games have giant worlds. I've been playing Far Cry. It is a huge world. In that game, you can get in a car, you can click the left stick, and you can auto-drive to your destination. And your car doesn't hit any trees. And yep. it's fine. Sometimes it takes too long. Sometimes it goes the wrong way. Most of the time, you end up just driving yourself. Yep. So, so to me, that wasn't set, like the your horse can go on its own and we have a big world isn't enough. I agree that there needs to be more life. I liked when they talked about the... Apples grow on trees. And you can stop and eat yeah. it. There's insects you can pick and stuff like that. Uh, there's there's horses that run wild. There's uh, bad guys that run around. I want to see more of that. Yeah. From what so I then, see right now, I, I do see a, so a vast empty is, world. What good is a big world if there's not a lot to do in it? And right now, you're not talking about any of that stuff. Yeah. So it's hard for us it's, to really know. Yeah, what but it's you're not to say here. it's yeah. not to say that there isn't a lot to do in the world, right? But that's where I felt like this de- demo was a but little bit of a missed opportunity yeah. in that I. I ultimately felt it, it came across very empty. So, I mean, let's let's talk about some of the features, right? The reason why the horse rides on its own is so that you can shoot people with your bow yeah, without having always, to worry running into things, well, yeah, right? Yeah, that's been always a thing with a lot of games where when you have to drive and you have to shoot at something at the same time, it is kind of a pain. So seeing the way the sort of the camera does what it's doing, sort of pulling back to give you a better view and also knowing, hey, Epona is going to drive off on its own yep. and go where it needs Could to go. Could you do that in Wind Waker? 
You can do it, and you can do stuff Wait, do in like Waker? set the boat to a no, destination. You, so combat in Wind Waker was the same as combat when GameCube Wind Waker launched, in that you have to stop or slowly sail to fire a cannon at things, and that okay. was a real pain. But you couldn't same just set it to auto sail person, somewhere. No, same thing happened with first person aim, aiming with the arrow. Well, to well, my Twilight knowledge. Princess was different. You can yeah. swing your sword, yeah, you and you can do all sorts of stuff on the horse. And like I do remember doing stuff like looking around, and then suddenly my horse is like slowly riding into a wall, right? Yeah. Like. That happened, and so I think it's great that there are solutions. Unfortunately, the demos of the the bow and arrow stuff on horseback weren't strong. Like, I mean, they literally shoot at grass at one point to demonstrate it, and that's just where yeah. I feel like these guys have the benefit of editing because all like the footage is edited. Together, it is edited, right? Yeah. Like you, and so show us something that really sells that point. That was my only my only ask. Yeah, I wasn't. The, I wasn't. Bullet time stuff was cool, but yep. it, it sort of still looked very stiff. And he was aiming with the gamepad, which got people worried in the office. Like, or is that the only way to aim with the gamepad? By the yeah. way, it probably isn't. If you played no, Wind Waker, so. you know. In Wind Waker, they had a stick solution and they had a gamepad solution for aiming. Both worked fine. Yeah. To be fair, I used both. You were going to say. I was going to say the, the bullet time thing. Uh, initially, when they first did it, there was this wow factor because I've never seen that in Zelda. But then they kept doing it. And the way the bullet time was handled was it felt like he was just sitting in the air for 30 seconds while the player fumbled around and tried. It, it felt more like aim assist than anything so you else. you wanted to see more like effects and weird things happening? Like, well, I, I just feel like I, it's, a, it's a mechanic that I've seen you used in thousands of games already and I'm not incredibly impressed by it. That being said, I immediately went from that's going to be okay in combat, but it's going to be even better in puzzles because I know knowing Zelda, they're going to take every mechanic they have and they're going to turn it into interesting ways of using it. That bullet time thing is not just about shooting people with arrows. It's going to be used on bosses. It's going to be used to affect on bosses and in puzzles and in dungeons to get from area to area. They'll find a way that you have to use it. Uh, and that's where I feel like Zelda excels. And I, I like we're being critical right now. I think like the, the base understanding here is that this game is going to be great and that we're all going to play a ton of it. Uh, I, I think seeing a fully realized open world game yeah. with this kind of art style is something we don't get. You know, we get we get open world games that look like you know uh, Gritty, Skyrim and uh, you know sort of um, what's the word on the photorealistic. Yeah, and even worlds. you know like you got a, your Assassin's Creed games, Far Cry. Even I, I think like it's more colorful. Um, and I don't want to keep harking on that game, but I do think there's something to be said in the way that game handles its open worldness because there are randomized events that happen all the time, yeah. and there's reasons to interact with the things yeah, that are happening and, and, on the well, screen. Well, and doing an update at the Game Awards, where the only cool takeaway was, hey, we have a. Well, there was a couple good takeaways. I mean, I don't want to be, you know, reductive here. Mm -hmm. But, uh, hey, you can set a, a waypoint on your map yeah. and find your way there. That's in every that open be, world game, yeah. Yeah, like uh, that's and, not that special. But that's I think it is special for Nintendo because they have not done a game like mm -hmm. that ever, right? Like let's let's be let's make it really clear what the Zelda games have always done that the open world games have not done well is this sense that you can interact with everything, right? Like you, I remember this back when like I was playing JRPGs and then I was playing Link to the Past and like in Link to the Past you can pull on everything and like rupees pop out and it just feels like he's really in that world. Yeah. Whereas like in Final Fantasy, it like feels like you can't touch the dresser you're standing next to, right? Yeah. Like they have this really cool approach to making you feel like you're in that world. And I can tell it's the same with this game. Like when you when the horse is riding through the grass and the grass gets flattened, and just like, you know, the way Link is really in that world, or like the way the horses react when you when you're riding by, they're all like happy and like yeah. exuberant. Like yeah. you can tell they're gonna nail that aspect. And so I think what was special to the Nintendo developers who are really familiar with building these kinds of games is like, oh, we've never done a game where you 
set this waypoint and where you know you have autopilot. Oh, wait and a like, minute, you, you have know? a link between worlds did have a pin system where you that, can drop one true. of those pins down. I was just looking this up to be sure because I was gonna bring it sure. up to correct you, but I didn't want to be one hundred percent. So wrong. can I tell you they've done that before? But they're doing, like, they're doing it in three D. They're doing it in three D in a bigger. Can game. I tell you guys my main concern of this game? Okay, what is there it? are thousands of trees. <laughs> And I'm going to have to roll headfirst into all of them well, oh, to find <laughs> secrets. <laughs> so I'm going to this game. That's going to be a week of my life. Is roll, yeah, hitting a tree, and then a green rupee falls out. 50 times in a row, nothing happens at all. Life is going to walk in a room and go, what are you doing? Oh, I'm playing Zelda. I'm finding skull tolas. You don't understand. They're if I get enough of them, I get a bigger rupee back. Do you think they're going to take out the rolling into trees? They bit? have to. This I, is a there's a fully realized forest I was, now. I was thinking about that. I was like, when they're talking about like their apples on trees and you can pick them or yeah. insects that you can find I'm just like so wait am I gonna have to roll into, into every tree to get yeah. an apple like, I they're gonna have to do like it's it. gonna have to be like the, the stone thing you find in Ocarina of Time where it rumbles when okay. you're close to something and mm. they'll handle secrets okay, a little differently let's put this together with what we saw at E3 right at E3 you saw that serene like beautiful landscape for a couple of, for a couple of seconds and then a monster just picked up yep. out of the ground yep. and chased Link through the forest that was cool. Right. If that's what they're setting up with this open world, holy cow, is that going to be amazing. Yeah, and, I want and, that. That's and that great. might be it, right? Like that Dodongo is going to roam through this world and like actually interact with it. Or the P-hat, like, if that's the what it was. P-hat. That's the flying <laughs> helicopter thingies. But um, yeah, I mean, I am, I'm really excited for this game. Just kind of looking at the scope of the world. That, yeah. I am a little, I love the animation on the horse. Really looks very Shadow of the Colossus now, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Ah, girl. Um, but um. I think Link's animation needs a little work. He looks very stiff. He looks like his Skyward okay, so sw- Sword hear, stiff so self. Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, yeah. Link looked and moved similar. Yeah. Not looked very in stiff. terms of visual, but very sort stiff, of yeah. stiff. Yeah. So you're disappointed that the footage they showed is still following that template. And I can mm-hmm. tell you why. Because in, in, in the games that use motion controls, I felt like you have to kind of forgive some of the awkwardness because you're swinging a sword and you're doing stuff that a person wouldn't do when they're so wait, carrying wait, a sword. He's like holding it out like that. Yeah, he's okay, walking. Okay, <laughs> wait a minute, but Twilight Princess was mostly designed for GameCube before it became a Wii game and that animation was still the way that yeah. it was. And and it's yeah, and you're coming from Wind Waker, which has awesome animation. Yes. It's very cartoonish. You don't have this challenge where you're looking at the character and you're like, what's up his butt, right? Like, it, do- it doesn't look stiff. It I looks w- cute and like... And in this game, like the sailcloth sequence, which, by the way, we're I think we're looking at right now yeah. here in the room in a second, is like it looks really awkward and stiff. And that's because a lot of this animation is not mo-capped, right? We know yeah. Nintendo, and yeah. so they do a lot of hand-drawn animation. I think well, that kind of stuff, yeah. that kind of stuff needs uh, the cutscenes are are always mo-capped, but that kind of stuff needs a little bit more work because, mm-hmm. because let's be honest, I mean. All of us who have more than one console have been playing games like Assassin's Creed and, you know, that that have very nice animation. No, you bring yeah. up a great point. For lifelike characters. I'll never forget after I played, uh, this is sort of relevant to this, but uh, I'll never forget when I played Metal Gear Solid 2 because whenever I walked in that game, that was a motion-capped walking animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it looked like there was way to it. It looked like it was a person actually going down a hallway. And you saw it in the guards as well, even though they still had some stiff robotic qualities. I would bounce between that game and something like Final Fantasy X, which was key captured, you know, basically drawn animation style. I don't think anything but cutscenes were also mocap. And I just, it, it made the world feel a lot less impressive, even though it was a bigger scale RPG to me. Well, yeah. that's why they're walking this weird line right now. And I don't think any of us are suggesting that they have to bring in actors and start mocapping, because no, no. I think what you kind of hinted at mm-hmm. was that before all of these games, there was Wind Waker, and Wind Waker owned this really cartoony, cel-shaded style, and there was this fluidity and looseness to the character models in that game. Running around as Link in that game felt 
organic to that world. Yep. And I feel like they're going with a cartoonier art style around. And I, that's a negative word to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, they're a hyper-stylized art style that yep. I feel like uh, Twilight Princess didn't really get to. It's quite, Twilight Princess kind of felt like a video game. Skyward Sword was a step in the right direction in terms of that uh, that sort of like watercolor kind of look but it was muddy muddled you know muddled under wee textures mm-hmm. but this looks beautiful again and i feel like this is sort of like what they would have would have been a natural progression from something like wind waker but we still have that stiffness of the character yep. models instead of going with the full-on walt disney approach of wind waker yeah, well, i was surprised by that stuff yeah. looked a lot more impressive because yeah. whatever they were doing in that section that was obviously motion capture yep. whereas this is more key capture that said though it doesn't bother me as much as it seems to be bothering no me. no and and i think yeah. it's just it bothers me a little bit because I know that animation. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> I didn't like it in Skyward Sword. And then you see the animation for the horse, which looks freaking amazing, right? Yeah. Like the the horse, the way it moves is just so cool. And the way Link moves yeah, on the horse. But when he seat. jumps off and he hangs Nothing. in the air, he looks really awkward. When he's using the sailcloth, it looks weird. Yeah. And so I just feel like it needs a little bit more life. Um, uh, you know, the, the, they need to think about that a little bit more. So two things I noticed, or they're basically the same thing. If we want to talk about sort of traversing this world a little bit, that I really appreciated, and I hope it stays, is that I didn't I didn't see that dumb juiceberry that Link had in Skyward Sword where he got tired when he ran out. What was oh, that kiwi oh, fruit? The kiwi lime. Yeah, the, the, key lime, yeah, the key lime where he'd be like, I'm tired. He'd be like, Ugh, and he'd get exhausted. Or I don't see the dumb Rocky carrots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I don't tired. See the, I don't see the dumb carrots above of Epona's head. So she's not getting exhausted. Wait, so they put the Mercedes in. Yeah, and the controls oh, say, God. you know, basically right now the on-screen controls, and these are obviously just work in progress. Like you'll see in the lower right corner, you'll say, say like left stick down is break and the A button is just go and it doesn't have any limitations as to what you can do. Ah, yeah. the horse. <laughs> yeah, there is sort of a weird stun yeah. animation that happens when it collides with another horse. Okay, a couple other things to point out. Link is right-handed in this video. Wow. What is going on? Motion what controls. world do we live in? The only links that have been right-handed, to my knowledge, and you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, are the links that appeared in the motion control Zeldas. Twilight Princess is flipped on Wii versus the GameCube version. On GameCube version, it is flipped the other direction. Are you mad about this? I just don't know how to feel about it. it I think you should, you should feel fine with it because it's a fantasy world where an elf boy fights a man okay, that can turn a into consist- a pig. But there's a consistency to it all. And, it, you know, being a left-handed hero has been a cool thing. There aren't many things that celebrate anyone who's left-handed. Do you want to know why I think, moment. Do you want to know why I think he's right-handed? Why? why? They recycled all the animations from Skyward Sword. Yeah. Seriously, Maybe. I mean, what what other reason would but there for, be for prototype purposes or for final product? I, we don't know. I mean, look, this game is is well, maybe not a year away, but if they want to bring it out in well, at the end of two thousand fifteen, they have to get it done in ten months, maybe eleven months yeah. from now. But it's you know you, they might be upgrading a lot of that stuff, and maybe they will switch to a left hand. But um, that is Skyward Sword right there, the animation. Okay, that's why that's why I think they took the original mo- uh, the the original animations that were designed for, you know, for right-handed um, sword control. See, but that's different because on horseback. Wait, was there horsebacking Skyward Sword? I, I it's all kind of a blur. I'm actually no, going back to all bird. the Zeldas. This uh, birdback. Yeah, it's only birdback, and mm-hmm. you can't really swing at anything. Okay, no, because even the way he's swinging the sword on horseback, that did not exist in Skyward Sword. So by your logic, it's in Twilight Princess. He didn't swing his swords that way, though. It was more like outward stuff. He's like swinging in. God, now you're punching over. holes in my theory. I, I am thought it punching was brilliant. holes in the theory. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> no, I, I like it. Just looks very familiar. It's to early. Me. But maybe, maybe, maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, or maybe a lot of, pe- a lot of people early. made a we big deal about this. This which hand he holds the sword. I've never honestly cared. It's just that it's a unique. He's a unique character in that he's left-handed, whereas like every FPS, every yep. other character is right-handed. Yeah. Sure. Right? So and so I, it was kind of cool. That change. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe this is not Link. Oh, don't start that. What? We had enough of that at E3. I don't want to deal with maybe that. This is Dink. Think. Yeah, his brother. <laughs> All um, right. Anything sister. else to point out on this? Because it feels like we're running out. <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's just so much this in this demo. Like, just looking at Link riding around, I want to play that game right now. Yeah. There's just no question yeah, about too. it. I know this is going to be great. It looks awesome. Yeah, if you're li- if you're listening to this show or you're watching this video and we sound overly critical, I mean, it, that's it's it's our sort of our job to nitpick little things like that and be perfectionists and we be babies. Be, I mean, yeah. Honestly, it's like, our job is, to be babies. We, we, we it's totally our job so, to be babies. Sometimes we get paid to be obnoxious, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, so to me, I mean, Zelda is why I'm in this room is because I, I played that game growing up every single day. It's uh, all of it's, us. Yeah. It's it's it tra- it transcends sort of my career for me. This is this is my favorite video game franchise so i want it to be i'm like make it right get it perfect so you know i'm obviously gonna be picky <laughs> about little things but do a barrel but yeah ultimately like this is a big beautiful world that i cannot wait to explore the, the so, other takeaway so, that i really liked is that it does remind me a little bit of wind waker you know the way yes. you run into the bokoblin guys yeah. there in the yeah. in the grass is that what they are little, i yeah. used to call them boboclins yeah they're <laughs> me too. I, i've given them so <laughs> many cumberbatches <laughs> so do we think that this they're gonna do the uh the the sort of open world go to temples in any order type of thing. It sounds like they are that we yeah, saw in Link Between that's Worlds. That's what Anuma's saying. Yep. Okay. Because that's 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 fascinating to me too. You know, um, I I think because we got to experiment that with that in Link Between Worlds, but it was sort of a, a retread of Link's Awakening. That it it felt like a new concept in an old box. And this if this is really honestly a brand new world where you can go anywhere in it. I mean that's well it's gonna be incredible. Let's be fair here too. A Link Between Worlds, as much as I do love that game, and I've probably finished it more than any Zelda I've played in the past before, the temples were too easy. Hey, what's with the stag? Hang on. Some of them were. The temples were too easy. Do you agree or Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, some were. I mean, I feel like... I feel like the Ice Temple is the only one that really confused me for a little bit. Oh, puzzle-wise? I think just in terms of challenge, my vision is kind of skewed because I played some of the toughest ones first by accident. Yeah, I made the same mistake with Turtle Rock, but once you figure out Turtle Rock's thing, you're okay. uh, So I really like that concept, though, because I remember being five years old, six years old, and playing the original Legend of Zelda and finding the eighth stage and going in and getting my ass beat. So let me take this a step further. Yeah. Think of the boss fights in A Link Between Worlds. Do you remember any of them outside of Yuga? No, I'll tell you why. Because they were too easy. Okay, sure. Taking away the item element from the dungeon, therefore, puts you in a situation where when you fought the boss, you didn't have the cool sort of key that takes it out. Granted, that's tight. Yes, but that's, that's fine. But my, my takeaway from that game was walking into the hardest temple in the game first by accident and going, man, I got my ass beat. And I want to do that in this game. I yeah. want to go into Turtle Rock and because I think it looks like a cool cave and I walk through the back door and okay. all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, but I'm not I, ready for I, this. I do hope the item rental system is gone. I do, I do yeah. like I the car. Concept of going into a water temple and finding an item that helps you with water and yeah. then ultimately helps you b- beating the boss. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Like it's either. a little formulaic, yeah. but it makes for much better kind of puzzle and boss design. Or maybe this game finds the happy medium where some yeah. temples are going to have the item that you're going to use yeah, for maybe. the boss fight at the end and it's going to be a cool boss fight because 
I'm playing Wind Waker again. I'm going to actually, this Christmas, I'm going to try and go through as many Zelda, 3D Zeldas as I can. Part mm-hmm. research and also just part because I haven't played some of them in a while. Yeah. So I'm starting with Wind Waker and then working from there. I think I'm moving to Majora's Mask next week. Um, with that said. You know that's coming in 3DS, right? You don't uh, have to do that. Just wait a few months. No, actually I want to because when I write a preview, I want to be able to kind of draw distinctions between how it used to be and how it is because I also never finished Majora's Mask. I oh. played like two or three hours of that game. Because it's the worst Zelda. Trippy ending. You need oh my to God, leave the podcast. You haven't <laughs> finished it, so you're not qualified to I talk. I didn't have time. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you have time to tell me that I need to leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have time to tell you a lot of things, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, then Paris not keeping you busy enough. No, but to get back to where I was going with this, um, just in terms of uh, – <clears throat> I just hope this game finds sort of the happy balance between both and finds a way to make the boss fights interesting because playing Wind Waker again, I was reminded, hey, when you get to the boss at uh, Roost Island, the Dragon Roost Island, that boss is not only impressive, but then you're using the rope to kind of take it out. And I feel like all of the 3D Zeldas had that awesome moment with a boss where it comes out and you're like, what's the trick? What do I need to do to get this guy? And And in A Link Between Worlds, that was noticeably absent. Yeah. In, sure. I will say in Wind Waker, though, it was more like you figure out what the trick is, and then it's super easy to beat any of yeah. the bosses, That's it too. right? Let's be like, fair. yeah, yeah. Whereas like Ocarina of Time, I, there were, was a little bit more challenge, and Majora's Mask was some of the the bosses. Um, you mean the best Zelda? Like, yeah, the best Zelda, Majora's <laughs> Mask. I can't best. say that yet. I'm just, uh, I'm trying to troll Brian. I, again, like, I just want to play this game. I really hope it comes out in 2015. I, after watching the demo, I was a little worried because it felt empty and a little bit early but then you never know whether they're holding back on purpose and just not showing you everything. So let's offer Nintendo some feedback right here as if we haven't offered enough. What's the next thing you want to see from this game? We're not going to hear about this game until E3, let's presume. Right from here until E3, which is roughly seven months away. I want to see a full screen direct feed video of a dungeon. I'd like to see like what one of the temples looks like, and I, I want to see it in all of its glory. I want to see just like how what what what's changing in that regard because I do feel like they're playing a lot with the open world conventions, and that's interesting. But I do feel like the the temple design, while is always clever, uh, the way you progress through them has kind of roughly been the same. It's been like here's this thing, here's the item that goes with it. In Link Between Worlds, there was quite literally a sign outside of each temple that was some like, of them, not this, all. Yeah, yeah, this this is what you need inside there. So I'd like to see how they're playing with those conventions and um, what you know how that culminates in a cool interesting new boss fight yeah I want to see I want to see that the world is alive like yeah. I've seen a stag and a, and a bunch of horses but it seems like everybody else died um, no like can when you have a large world like that can you make it feel like there are people going about their business and like is there kind of like the sense of a, a town that's alive like again like the RPGs uh, especially some of the western RPGs you know be it Fallout or Skyrim do a really good job bringing the world to life even though the animations kind of suck and everything feels a little mechanical you know but like you feel the sense that there are there, there are these people walking around doing their stuff and reacting to you and going about their business and so that's okay. I want to I want to see that Zelda's so world is you, really you alive. You kind of have my answer a little bit. I want a day in Sky. I, I almost said Skyward Sword. I want a day in this world. Yeah. What does a day look like? How, what are sort of the random elements involved? Like, are there random elements? Could I just be riding and what I described earlier, a a pea hat or a boss or something yeah. just comes out of the ground and you have to choose to stand your ground or run? And when I get to town, what happens there? When I get also, it's really weird because on the gamepad they show the time, which it said nineteen o'clock or 19 minutes 1900 now now let's say that's real world time which by that that's military time that's seven o'clock that mean it's seven o'clock in hyrule or does that mean it's seven o'clock in the real world or 
are the real world and Hyrule, did they go Animal Crossing and make it one-to-one match? Like, imagine you turn yeah. on a Zelda, and if you turn it on at night, it is nighttime. If you turn <laughs> it on at the day, it is daytime, and it follows real-world time. Do you, like, I can't help There's going to be a lot of time travelers if that happens. Yeah, for sure. that's what I did in Animal Crossing all the yeah. time. I guess. Like, if but, opponents got a cool hat on Christmas, I'm changing my clock. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do want to say one thing. I think with, with this franchise, less is more in the end. I don't want to see every item before I play this game. Like if you know, like I I like the sense of discovery and finding new places. Like you know, not knowing that there's a desert in this game is totally fine with me. Yeah. Or not knowing that maybe you can go in the water and go underwater. I would love to discover all this stuff on my own again. Uh, so my my. My perfect demo would have been Link getting on the horse, riding through this world, showing you the scope of the world, getting to a ledge, jumping down, floating down, and opening a hidden dungeon door that yeah. you didn't yeah. know Get was to there. The front door, like, showing away. you that, or yeah. so showing some people walking by with horses or something to give me a sense that it's alive. Mm-hmm. I agree. All yep. right. Cool. So we are done with that for now. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about Nintendo's holiday sales report. There were some NBDs. More when we return. Yeah. Jose Otero here with Brian Altano and Per Schneider. Yesterday, Nintendo, well, first of all, MPD numbers came out yesterday. I, well, they're not really numbers anymore. They're charts, right? Hmm. They're just a list of 10 games and a list of platforms in the order of performance to a degree. Um, and then statements from each of the big companies. So yesterday, uh, Nintendo revealed via their press release that Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire sold 1.5 million in 10 days. Nice job. Good for you guys. They also revealed, excuse me. That's worldwide, right? Smash, With digital. Uh, w- yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's physical and digital. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, they also revealed that Smash Brothers for Wii U sold seven hundred and ten thousand copies mm-hmm. uh, for Wii U. Um, they also had some vague statements. But we'll get to that in a minute. Amiibo apparently performed the same as Smash. Sold seven hundred and ten, nearly seven hundred and ten thousand. Uh, Amiibo. Well, the sold. 36 were sold in this room. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We totally off. Yeah, yeah. We, we throw everything <laughs> off. Um, Actually, I bought an extra Mario to keep in the package. So should buy some okay. extra Marths, man. I know. Yeah, I should have. Be rich. Um, maybe. We'll get, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but Amiibo is apparently off to a decent start. We don't know production run wise like how many were actually manufacturers and and actually we're going to spend some time discussing this whole amiibo situation because some people are very upset in terms of the idea of some of these figures exclusivity and the idea of them possibly being discontinued or if they will or will not return but we're going to get to that let's follow up with this so the vague statements uh let me find it so here is vague statement number one as sales of Wii U hard- no t- uh, excuse me, November was also a strong month for Nintendo on the console side. As sales of Wii U hardware and software increased by more than 
and more than 90% respectively over the same period in 2013. So no direct number on, hey, this is how many we sold. They just said 10%, 90% software side, 10% hardware side. Um, in fact, the week of November 23rd was the bingo, the biggest single bingo. I like bingo. <laughs> I like bingo, bingo single. <laughs> the biggest single week of Wii U hardware sales since the system launched in November 2012. That's wow. great. I guess that's good for them. So here's the one thing they did not talk about at all in that press release. 3DS hardware numbers. Hmm. 3DS, 3DS XL, 2DS. Not a mention anywhere. They brought up that software side. I think there was growth of 40% but year over year. <clears throat> but 3DS hardware, nothing to say. Now I just want to bring up to you guys. In I wonder why that is. 2013, they said uh, 770,000 units of the Nintendo 3DS family uh, was the number that they th- threw out there. In 2012, they said that 3DS sold 540,000 units and that DS, they can roll that in there too, which was still selling really strong at 370,000 okay. units. So rough t- portable hardware for Nintendo in 2012 was 910 thousand units nearly a million units of portable hardware yeah fast forward to 2014 nothing said well that's because they i, I guarantee you they're going to say something about um hardware sales for the handhelds mm-hmm. i think they're going to do it separately because they want to roll in worldwide numbers because in japan the machine obviously is a, is a up. much bigger bigger success and so i i don't think they wanted to do it at the same time as the npd data which mm-hmm. is u.s right i but think they want to tell their global number well i, I don't think it did that well Mm-hmm. Like they they can't tell a awesome success look look at us story otherwise they would have right mm-hmm. like then everybody would have said hey 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 but Nintendo sold the most hardware if you add up all these and the Wii U right like they they weren't able to do that so they left that out which is you know it's I think another factor in how hard it is nowadays to sell standalone gaming handhelds when everybody has a phone it is is becoming more and more uh, difficult I, to I agree to shine through there and unless, unless you're talking about the the kids market still where you know pokemon obviously is still super well, strong yeah, i think but, it's even more difficult to sell handhelds when you say we have a new one coming out eh. but we don't know when you think so yes i i get quite this is anecdotal obviously but i get this ask uh, this question asked all the time which is brian i want to buy a 3ds should i get one or should i wait People don't know what to do in, the, in North America right now because mm. they know that well, there is in, they don't yeah. they know there's a, th- a new 3ds in Japan that people are already playing. You already own one. You've had it for yeah, months. That's right. Um, it's good stuff. It's 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 also it's got release dates in what Europe in Australia. Australia so far. Yeah. yeah. So we know it's coming. We just don't know when. So why would you go out this Christmas and buy a 3ds when you know that maybe in January or February or March there's another one coming? Well, just because the audience is not that informed, right? The Possibly. audience would buy. The 3DS generally, I mean, let's think about that, right? The majority of people who, like, consume lots of media content online do so for the console platforms for PC and free-to-play games and all that. Whereas, like, the 3DS is is a little bit more of a of a more mainstream, I would say, more mainstream kind of family audience, right? Mm-hmm. Who, I guarantee you, have no idea there's a new 3DS coming out next year. It's, it's yeah. Whereas, like, the hardcore, yeah, everybody it's knows. Possible. And so well, they're holding off. Furthermore, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like that's going to... Um, it's going to cloud our already very cloudy marketing strategy, which is what's the difference between the DS, the 2DS, the 3DS, and the new 3DS. Yeah. That's going to get very difficult for any consumer. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I, I honestly think that, that it, may, it may not be the silver bullet that kills the 3DS, but I do think it, it, it harms it a little bit. I think it, it just it clouds it, it the perception. Help. It yeah. can't help. It definitely hurts the recommendation. Especially yeah. if your GameStop guy says, oh, there's a new one next year, right? But yeah. you should buy the Wii U. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully some of them. Well, and also this wasn't a strong software year for 3DS. No, and compare. next year doesn't I mean, look like one either. Let, let, well, 
I think it's too early to tell for next year right now. I just I don't mm-hmm. think they've said enough in terms of what's coming out for Well, 3DS. then then why buy a 3DS right now? On what promises are for for future proofing that well, I that mean, system are okay, you buying so it on? You're saying though that most people who buy a portable or buy a 3DS are only thinking about what's coming and not a, not about what's already come out. I think it's part There's of the conversation. Of really good stuff to I buy think people right are now. buying a, a Wii U right now for Smash Brothers, right? And mm-hmm. Mario Kart, but they're also going well, there's Zelda. You know, Zelda yep. just got a uh, Zelda or got Mario debuted Maker or the Zelda footage was yep. debuted on a show that was watched by two million people sure. the mm-hmm. other day. You know that that's that's big. That's that's huge. If, if every one of those people bought Zelda, which they won't, um, then that's more than enough for success for that game. But I th- I do think that going Star Fox is coming, Mario Maker's coming. You know, uh, Zelda. There's even things like Splatoon. We have a more tangible idea of what's coming to Wii U, and I feel mm-hmm. like the 3DS. It's sort of. It's kind of in its winter years right now. And the now. marketing is very timid right now, yeah. right? Like, sure, there there was a lot for Pokemon, but it's and for it's, Smash Brothers. It's pretty. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a li- it's a bit subdued. I mm-hmm. think in the face of like Call of Duty commercials every every twenty minutes on television and sure. all that, right? Like they're they're very loud games on the other platforms right but now. But I too. don't Which, agree with the notion that anyone who's picking up a piece of hardware is only thinking about the future. There is plenty of stuff to own on that system that is either worth the time yeah. or good. Is all I'm arguing. I about. totally agree. Yeah. I I love. I bought my 3ds yeah. the day it came out when it was ugly and tiny and yep. uh, had terrible battery then life. It became oh. an XL, which is which is one of the best systems I think Nintendo's ever made. Okay. Um, I think the the software lineup on on the 3ds is amazing. I think like if they're selling this many amiibos, then maybe get that little hockey puck out there that shows people that they can scan their amiibos into in their 3DS games. Sure. Like, you know, bring all of that stuff together. But right now, their marketing is non-existent. Their messaging for the future is slim. It's, their messaging for the next 3DS is non-existent. And you know, it's okay. It's, but it's what tough. do we know about 2015 at the moment? Majora's Mask. Yeah. Uh, Codename Steam. Uh, what else? Is there anything else I'm missing here? I'm sure our, our comment yeah, is the old games we haven't seen in a while, right? Like, yeah. um, but but it's not there. There's not this fully realized slate that you no. know is going to get people to run out and buy the machine. But it's also they 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 focus a little bit more on Wii U, right? Like they, they wanted to the 3DS was doing fine, and so now they focus a little bit on pushing Wii U. They had arguably their two top franchises come out this year: Mario Kart and Smash Brothers, yeah. right? So I can understand that a little bit more focus on that is on that doubly frustrating that the lift wasn't as big you know doesn't seem to be yeah 10% increases is good right Mm -hmm. like I mean it shows that the system is not done and there's room for it to grow and the install base to to increase um but it wasn't this huge jump I'm curious too because I mean I feel like unlike the Wii U the 3DS um had a very strong presence on on Black Friday in North America I feel like there was a lot of bundles there was a lot of deals like there's stuff everywhere so I mean, just sort of perception-wise, it would seem like it had a successful month, but yeah. we're not hearing about it. So, um, it's who knows? I mean, it's interesting. You did mention Call of Duty. Like we, we had a story before that Call of Duty is down 27% year-over-year mm-hmm. sales-wise. So, I mean... It's still the number one game of last Still the number one game, yeah. yeah. So, uh, also, GTA V just needed to bring that up. Very surprising, yeah. very yeah. surprising. Very but, I mean, surprising. yeah, we did, see, we did see two Pokemon titles in the, in the top ten on MPD. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are still selling well. I, I mean, I'm just, like, I, I'm just looking at the games I'm trying to play at home, and I know there's just a lot tearing yeah. up consumers right now, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. just... Like just put your Ubisoft games in a stack, and you're like, you know, you've got yeah. you've got Assassin's Creed and Far Cry both out like in the span of one month, Drive Club. and add like Drive Club and mm-hmm. Just Dance. I know you play that every I day. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> but like, just the amount of big open world games um, 
it's, it's a lot. It's a really con- competitive holiday season. You All know, right. there may not have been a new GTA or a new Skyrim uh, Elder Scrolls, but there sure were other big games out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. let's transition then to Amiibo. Two Assassin's Creed. Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> Amiibo yeah. is currently in short supply, or at least certain Amiibo are. And we've talked about this not in my a house. little bit before. Not in my house either. And not <laughs> not in my house. house. Not but in we my should, house. Yeah, but we shouldn't poke too much fun at that. No. There are some folks who have been sending some angry emails our way <laughs> over how they feel Nintendo was not outright in saying, hey, these... Some of these are not going to be manufactured as many as possibly as others, but let's let's backtrack to the most recent controversy. So, a Canadian <laughs> games retailer over the weekend tweeted that Nintendo discontinued Marth, Wii Fit Trainer, and Villager Amiibos, which sent some people into a panic. When questioned by pe- by folks, not if they, they listen said, to NVC though, then they have, knew that we doomed Wii Fit Trainer on day one. Yes, we yeah. did. But anyway, keep yeah, it we did. did. Uh, <laughs> they said that they heard that from an official authorized Nintendo distributor. Okay. Nintendo then responded with a statement saying, we will aim for certain Amiibo to always be available. There will be f- uh, <clears throat> These will be for our most popular characters like Mario and Link. Due to shelf space constraints, other figures will not return to market once they have sold their initial shipment. Interesting wording, though, because due to shelf space constraints, meaning that's on the retailer. The retailer has to consider what t- amount of spell sh- uh, excuse me, shelf space they have and what is worth keeping in stock. So more popular mm-hmm. Nintendo characters. It's a two-way process, though. You can buy. Yes. You can pay a retailer um, to reserve shelf space, but it's expensive, right? A retailer is going to say, well, these Disney Infinity figurines sell better, therefore I want to stock 30 different ones, and for Nintendo I want 8 different ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how, okay. how it goes. So then, um, of course, uh, then uh, they revised that statement mm-hmm. uh, after some outrage, saying certain sold-out Amiibo may return to these markets at a later stage. We are continually aiming to always have a regular supply of Amiibo in the marketplace, and there are many waves of Amiibo to come. The distribution and availability for Amiibo in other regions around the world may be different. Yeah. Yeah. And so the answer is, darn right, they disappear. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, it's... We talked are, about this yesterday. We launched, you made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, look, guys, I, I feel bad for you if you wanted to pick up Marth and you didn't on day one and you're trying to find him now. And it's, it's impossible, right? Like, you can order one from scalpers for 80 bucks um, or you can keep on searching maybe you get lucky and find it somewhere by the way I, I when I looked for Metroid Trilogy for the longest time like I didn't pick it up because I had recently played the games I looked every, everywhere and it was so expensive until I found it at a Toys R Us for like regular price yeah. you know like so, it'll happen so keep on looking parents around parents go through but this all the, all the time at Christmas like Guys, find all the Skylanders now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. You can't. Do, you, do you remember when we were kids, like back in the 1800s? Yeah. You want you wanted Luke Skywalker with the extending lightsaber in, the in his 1800s? arm? In the 1800s. Like the Kenner figurines for Star Wars, if you didn't show up on day one, they would disappear. And like you want, you really wanted Boba Fett, but you just couldn't get it. was if you didn't show up on day one, you should kiss that Boba Fett action figure goodbye. Yeah, no, right. that's, that's exactly, exactly And it. you know, that was a magical, interesting time before you could get Amazon to email you the moment something became available. You'd have to just go to stores. Yeah. Worse than that, you'd have to call stores. You'd have to pick up a phone and so they'd connect it. you to the toy department in Toys R Us and you'd be like, hi, do you have the Luke Skywalker with it? And they'd be like, hold uh, on, okay. let me check. I've, I I've make been... less money than you. I'll go find out. And they'd come back and they'd be like, no, but we might get more soon. And they'd be like, okay. And the next day, hi, do you have the God damn it, leave me alone. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I, So I've been calling stores. Yeah. I'm actually three ahead of you too because right now I have Zelda, Little Mac, and Diddy Kong. Yeah. But you have to be willing to do the work. Now, granted though, 
should Nintendo have said up front that this was going to be a little harder to find, though? That seems to be what people are arguing over. Like, And the word discontinue especially. Like, is that a thing or not? That these are discontinued uh, when they're not even a month old. I would argue that Nintendo uh, does not have the sort of toy factory infrastructure yet mm-hmm. to support the creation, molding, and distribution and production of all of... All, all fifty different figurines, and this is 49. just forty nine. Oh, and this is before they do the next, before they do every Pokemon, and they do every Animal Crossing character. And you and me are calling up Toys R Us in the middle of the night to find out if they book or the calling too. No, I don't call. I pre-ordered everything online. Yeah, yeah. me too. And yeah. I got them all that way. But, but I mean, mean yeah, the, there, there is something extremely... I, I understand what people are going through because I had a moment the other day where I snapped. And yeah. I was telling this to Jose where uh, I I started this... I'm like scratching my ear like a crackhead right now. I started a spreadsheet <laughs> for these damn things. You didn't tell to, me that part. To keep track of all of them. And I was like, here's the ones I have already. Here's the ones I pre-ordered and what went where. Right? And then they started going, okay, now there's some of them are retail exclusive. If you want Shulk, you got to go to... GameStop. Yeah. GameStop. And if you want uh, Meta Knight, you got to go to Best Buy. And yeah. if you want... Uh, Lucario, you got to go to Toys R Us. And they said Rosalina is only available at Target. Now, they they announced that, but you can't find it yet. But if you go to Target.com and you type in Rosalina, you get like a Spanish album. (laughs) And it's the only thing thing under that name. And two or three times a day, I've gone in and typed Rosalina on Target.com, and I've seen this thing pop up, and it's a Spanish album. The other day, I go, why am I doing this? I'm 33 years old. I just got married. I don't need this character. My wife's going to walk in and be like, who's that? Some girl from Frozen? She doesn't understand who that is. I don't even know why why I need this woman, this statuette of a woman holding a star. It makes no sense. But tomorrow, and today three more times, and the next day, I'm going to go in Rosalina. Oh, it's the album again. And I don't know what to do. And it's because I got bit by this collector's bug. Collecting is not easy. This is something you, you opt in. You can opt out at any moment. But the problem with Amiibos, and I'll tell you right now, the biggest problem with Amiibos is that just like the trophies in Smash Brothers, the more you have, the cooler they look. Yeah. They look awesome in numbers. If you get one, most people have told me, I bought one Amiibo, I wasn't going to get any. Yeah. Now I have the full set. Yeah, no, for I sure. I went into the store, I blacked out, and I got them all. And I go, like, I can't find Marth. And they go to 15 different places. I read I read something on the internet the other day. Some guy drove 40 miles to find a Marth figurine. Okay. So like, but, this is crazy. So, but, like, initially when I read the statement saying, like, oh, yeah, they're they're not going to be restocked. Oh, our bad. There will be, or maybe, and shelf space, blah, 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 all that talk. I thought, okay, they're just being coy. They're trying to make it seem like, you know, like you got to run out and find yeah, them. and, and kind of drive demand. But if that was the case, then they should have announced on day one and should have said, hey, some of these are limited runs. So I don't think that's what's going on. I think Nintendo is not in the business of making toys. And I think every other company knows this, that it's different to send one game to a store versus 20 different figurines. Like, I play uh, the X-Wing miniatures game, you know, X, uh, the Star Wars X-Wing game. You've got little toys on, on little stands and you move them around on a table. Um, the tie advance, man. If you want to tie advance, you, you have to drive around town and look everywhere. Or you go online and these freaking scalpers sell, sell them for, th- for three times the price. Yeah. It happens even with games like that. Or you walk into a Barnes and Noble and you're like, "Don't!" Oh, there's like ten sitting there, yep. and yeah. so yep. that's what's happening here too. It's very difficult to predict where the demand is for the figurines and for which figurines, right? Like mm-hmm. Marth to me looks like a cool guy. I thought kids would go, "I don't want the pink bubblegum guy. I want the guy with a sword." Yeah, right. But 
turns out it's the opposite way, right? Yep. Like more people want Pikachu. Well, no big surprise, but well, yeah, th- then the, the sword fighter selling Link Mario well, Pikachu. But I'm surprised Link with, was the top selling by the way because he's the worst amiibo. As with every kind of collectible and toy, you just gotta you just gotta at the very beginning you gotta be clear of the fact that they will not always be there. Yeah. It's happened for the so last this, fifty years. This yeah. is kind of like the advice Chris gave about collecting video games, where he's like, take emotion out of it. Yeah. Like you, if you are not willing to get up early and be there first to do it you will not get what you're looking for and you have to deal with that. Like, take the emotion out of the yeah, equation. Or you take yep. all the pain out and you you take your wallet out and you triple the price and you pay a scalper on eBay to just bite the bullet and mail it to you. Yeah. Or you do what I did. Or you yeah. do what I did on the way to work this morning and I have all of these pre-ordered. I had no reason to do this. But I said, shot you in went the dark. To Target, didn't you? I said, shot in the dark. What if I get an email from Amazon and they're like, dude, a hard demand, blah, 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 blah. And uh-huh. my pre-orders get canceled. So on my way to work this morning in like the San Francisco, will you get me one too, by the way? I'll let you know. Okay. In San Francisco, I'll look for is, you too. It was up in Marin. It was pouring right. rain this yeah. morning. I, got, I, hate, I, so I, I got up there. Hold on. I got off the train four stops early this morning. I walked into GameStop. I walked over the corner, soaking wet, hat on, hood on, wet, just gross. And I look in the corner, and there's fucking Star Fox, and there's Kirby, and there's God Fox. Link. And I go, none of the new ones are there. And I walk out. And I walked into Target. And I shuffled through everything. This and, is what I'm doing. In and my I walked spare in, time. and none of them were there. And then I get to work. And 20 minutes later, Jose goes, "You want to go to Target? I heard they have them all there." And I was like, "I was just I there." I just got off the phone with the lady. See. <laughs> what, what's wrong with this is a problem you guys but, are sick but no, only I Nintendo blame, knows I, how to do this to I people I blame you two because I was fine I wasn't going to buy all these it's a good we band. had this podcast and you guys <laughs> were like in this pact and I got to witness and then I edited the freaking show at home and said you know what I gotta do I want to do it too and if you this happened to you and you're a listener, I'm sorry. I did not know. It did this happen because gonna... this is a virus that's spreading. And people go, I can't find Marth, so I need him. People yeah. want what they can't have. And no, people are going exactly to stores. It. They're buying 10 Marths. And they're coming out. And they're like, I got 10 a Marths. And I mine, just blacked out in there. I don't know what a happened A friend of mine bought four Little Macs yesterday. <laughs> See, I want to punch your friend. Gonna, yeah, he's going to Because I don't have one yet. He's... But it's a, it, it was. And by the way, guys, it's exactly like that with Skylanders. Yep. Where like there's some figure. It's called Fartor. And it smells bad. And you really don't want it. Is that lame in the game? No, I'm making that up. But but like <laughs> if you can't get him, you want him, right? right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, okay. and so can we make a pass here, though, that if one of us finds Rosalina, we'll buy it for the other two I'm totally down for that. Wait, so I have to pre-order it for both of you? No, no, not pre-order. If you walk into a Target, oh, you can always fair. cancel a pre-order. What is yeah. happening to this podcast? Oh my yeah. god! So what are the other ex- <laughs> what are the other exclusive figurines? <laughs> hey, I want I want you guys to. You just, Jose just I want you guys away. to commit. <laughs> I'm totally in. I'm totally in to do okay. that. Yeah. Jose is out then, right. so it's no, just I'm you in. and me? I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Right. I'm in. I'm in. Fine. Right. Well, this will be the Triforce of Awesome, whatever the, f- the hell you want to call it, but we need to go. Like, hey, you, if you I'm going to walk into a Target with a hoodie on and then like a big jacket and a beard and, I, 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 and I'm buying one figure and it looks like the girl from Frozen, I might as well buy three. <laughs> okay, fine. If so I, I got your back. So, so got Rosalina, you. which, are, which are the other? Target, Lucario, Toys R Us, Meta Knight, Best Buy, and Shulk GameStop. Yeah, I have them all pre-ordered. I'm sorry. Yeah, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, and then the uh, you can except get, for Rosalina, you can right. get an Octorock at, at McDonald's. <laughs> 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 All right, we're out of time. Uh, thank you for listening to the Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN, and we are slowly losing our minds. Uh, and you get to hear the whole thing. We have one show left for the year, uh, hopefully, potentially next week. And I don't think this year we're going to have uh, the little disruption we had last year. We had our last show of the year, and then Nintendo went and dropped the direct. Yep. I don't. 
I, I just have a funny feeling that's not going to be the case. If it happens, of course, we will record another show. But regardless, uh, thank you very much for listening to the show. If you have feedback for us, first of all, you can leave us a review yep. on iTunes. Head on over there. Tell us what you think of the show. If not, email nbc at IGN.com. Let us know what you think of the show there as well. Uh, <laughs> sorry about all the Amiibo talk. No, it was fun. I, I didn't know. I thought I was alone. You got a, a Palatina's at Circuit City. <laughs> You can get uh, you can get. The, just, are you gonna resurrect? Nobody beats the Wiz. Yeah, you get Tor- Tortimer, the mayor from Nobody Beats the Wiz. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every one go. of these coasts hopefully knows yep. what that is. All right, awesome. Well, thanks again for listening. And uh, Twitter handles really quick. You can find Per Schneider at Per IGN. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. And you can find myself Jose underscore Otero. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening and happy hunting for Amiibo. You've got three people in this room who are obviously your competition, I think. I'm going to pre-order Rosalina right now. I'm going to the store right this second. Alright. herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.